You're listening to Uptown Radio, WJYN 98.5. I'm Chris Thomas. Mark Thompson. Langston, Washington. And you're listening to the Running Back Radio Show. What is going on, Jip? What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I want to thank you for joining us this Tuesday evening, every single Tuesday night, 6 to 7. Uh, Mark, give it that call number. That phone number is 215-763-9596 to join the conversation. We got a lot in store today. We're definitely going to be talking NBA playoffs. And if we can make it to the uh, NFL, we will see because we got a lot to cover with the NFL. I mean, I'm sorry, the NBA playoffs. And I think that's a perfect way to start this off. Uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, my dad, Marlon Norris. He was on the show a few weeks ago. We revised uh, the Go to Broad Street list, but I just want to let you know right now, he says that we need to trade Joel Embiid. What? And with that, I officially do not claim that man as my father anymore. <laughs> Feel free to call in if you're listening. Wow. Uh, yeah, you, you, know, you know the number, you know the studio, <laughs> so crazy. you know that's, where I'm at. That's crazy. You called him Marlon. <laughs> that's, that's disrespectful. Listen, listen, listen. My grandmother named Marlon. I'm gonna call him Marlon. Oh boy. <laughs> so where do we begin? You want go ahead start. Obviously, we all know what to start with. Sixers, man. Yeah, they were, absolutely. Sixers. They were disappointing. Like, so look during the game, right? So yesterday, right? Watching the playoffs in general, I've realized that as a, a regular basketball fan, that I enjoy the other games. But then when it comes down to the Sixers game, my blood starts to boil. My heart's racing a little bit. I start to sweat because I get so frustrated at what's going on. But, I mean, the way the game started yesterday, it, it started really well. Joel and B, five for five. We were playing bully ball. We were going straight to the post, doing exactly what we were supposed to do. Then second quarter comes around. Joel plays eight minutes and attempts two shots. How is that even possible? I already had low expectations coming into this series and the only reason why part of me wants to win this series is because i just hate the fact that we're going to lose in the first round against the boston celtics like the team that i dislike the most out of the east is going to put us out again yeah. for the second time in three years yeah but here's the thing it started off good i thought you know we we said it everything like it's now on the shoulders of joel Embiid, especially with ben simmons out and the way the game started it looked like that yeah bully ball um you know, they were Joel dumping it bounces. They Joel, were dumping it down to Joel in no yeah. time. Yeah, Joel and B got the mismatches on Tice. Even Al Horford even got the little, on the little block against Jalen Brown, which is in a matchup that we should be taking advantage of. Advantage. It works, right? It, it works. works because when you slow the game down, you also slow down the pace. You know, of a faster, more fast breaking, fast breakish team. Yeah. Because oh, given our circumstances with the way our starting lineup is now against Boston, yeah, it works to our advantage. It wears down, you know, Tice and puts him in foul trouble. It wears down Jalen Brown and gets him in foul trouble. Yeah. And now with Gordon Hayward out for the next few weeks, four weeks, yeah, with a so, great like, three pace ankle is definitely going to matter in this. But I don't know what happened. It's like everybody literally sees this happening. Doris Burke called that game. And coached it better as a commentator than Brett Brown did last oh, night. Oh, easily. Look, easily. Look, look. Y'all both right. I'm disappointed in Brett Brown, but I'm also disappointed in Joel Embiid. He turned the ball over too much. He did. That that double team is still getting him. He did. We turned the ball over way too and much. That, and that's, you turned the ball over what? 10, 12 times in the first half, yeah. and we continuously turned the ball yeah, over. We averaged 14 times. turnovers, which was 10th in the league, and we averaged that all in one half last night. Oh, yeah. They, Tur- they do it all the time. Turnovers are the problem in that in that game. If they don't turn the ball over, Celtics don't get fast-break points. They don't. Yeah. We win that game. Easily. But Joel Embiid needs to take care of the ball. 
Joel Embiid needs to be the best player in the series. He was not yesterday. And you want to know how you do that? Surrounding him by shooters. But according to Brad Brown, it makes our offense too predictable. What's too predictable? Like, it's already too predictable now, which doesn't make sense. It's it's crazy because I was listening to the uh, the J.J. Redick uh, podcast, and Joel Embiid was on there. Yeah. And they were talking about how there were some things in the offense that they didn't really like. And Joel was just talking about how he raved and how he loved doing the uh, dribble handoff with J.J. Redick. But one thing that um, J.J. and Joel both, like, alluded to is that when Joel hits the post, Boston's defense is so well – and they always would have a guy coming down to help off a little bit because one, they didn't trust Ben Simmons shooting, and because and because um, um, Joel is so predictable, they're able to collapse on him almost as soon as he and gets the ball. That's always Marcus Smart. Exactly, and nothing changed. So this is something that has been bugging us for the past few years, and there's no difference. And then now the offense. So before, I used to get tired of that little set that they ran all the time. Like that's all they did over and over and over again. Now they don't even run a set they're straight isolation basketball yep. which makes no sense i look at other NBA. we don't have teams. a guard play for that that is true I'll, I'll give you that i look at other nba teams though and i see how fluent they are in offense versus us like we stand around like we, we literally stand around you'll see multiple ball screens coming over here you got shooters flaring over here next thing you know like they can penetrate and create but us we get nothing and even when, you know, other opposing teams like the Denver Nuggets, like all stand still, they still have a really good fluid two man game like we saw yes like like we saw with that first game between the Jazz and the Nuggets. That oh, two man game between Jokic and Jamal Murray. That was beautiful. Yeah. It was a spectacle to watch. It was fantastic. And also shout out to Donovan Mitchell becoming the youngest uh player to third scoring the third most points in uh playoff his history at his age. Uh and a, loss. and a loss. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, uh, second to uh, I believe it was it was either Elgin Baylor or Jerry it was, West. It was uh it was Elgin Baylor and Michael Jordan. Jordan. It was the um yeah the second youngest. Jordan dropped sixty three versus the Celtics back in nineteen eighty six, and that was in a loss. Yes. And it's, you know what's funny about that? You know they always show that iconic highlight when Jordan like dribbles the ball twice between his legs and yeah. he makes that jumper. That was in a loss. Like people act like they won that game. They got spanked. Bulls straight up lost that game. But Donovan Mitchell, he, he really played outstanding. He shot 19 for 33, 58%. He, uh, he, he, uh, what's it? he went 13 for 13 from the free throw line, which mm-hmm. is outstanding, and 5 for 12 from 3. So it's sad to say, and I tweeted this, Donovan Mitchell has now joined the club with uh, Devin Booker and Bradley Bill. We got to get him out of there. Because yeah. he, he got no help whatsoever. Yeah, he doesn't have an appropriate dance partner to go up against. Not Jokic. even. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, Rudy Gobert's super limited when it comes to very offense. Very limited. He needs to get force fed, yeah. and like that's not Donovan Mitchell's game. Like force feed Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert isn't really an offensive threat now. On the he's defense, he's right. incredible on defense. That's why he's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Remember, they were also missing Mike Conley yesterday. He's not going to make Mike much Conley's of a difference. been playing poor. Look, look. If you said something like Bogdanovich, okay, I could somewhat him play. too, but bro, I mean, that, Mike Conley is still in right Memphis, there. man. He he's not doing. I don't think he's making a difference at all. Yeah, like look at the help he had. Like, Joe Ingles didn't really help. Nah, Jordan Clarkson didn't help. No, Jordan Clarkson did. Jordan Clarkson he he helped. I mean, he did what he could. Yeah, but but if 
if Donovan Mitchell's putting up 75, I'm sorry, 57 points, I mean, he, he I don't think he can sustain that. No, I, I, oh, absolutely not. But I, I will agree with Langston a bit that Mike Conley, like, he can contribute. I'm not saying he's helping. He can contribute to the point where I could see this series going seven games. I'm, I'm just saying Mike Conley may be the difference between what Jamal Murray does yesterday and, and doesn't do in the future. Okay, that, you know, I, I can see that. That's fair. Because like, yeah. if you neutralize Jamal Murray a little bit, and then you have Donovan Mitchell golf for 57, they may win that game. But not having a Mike Conley, because right now Donovan Mitchell's putting all his energy on offense. Offense, yep. And so then, who's going to guard Jamal Murray on defense when the fourth quarter, they're just going back and forth, canceling each other out. That's true. It, it looked like they were playing one-on-one. It yep. was fantastic to watch. Yeah. I didn't know Murray had that close. I didn't know he had that game. I didn't know he could close. Like, I knew he could play, but I didn't know he could close and, like, really – Put it up like that in a hurry. Like, I, I didn't see that against Portland last year, so. No. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is, so they said that he, from the broadcast yesterday, that he put on an extra 13 pounds of muscle during quarantine, and then they asked him to be more aggressive. That way they can go ahead and close out this game. So I'm like, the way he shoots the ball, like, he has a fluid shot. Like, he can yep. he can definitely light it up, but I've never seen him that assertive. And the way he took over the fourth quarter in overtime – I'm like, whoa, these dudes are balling. That was easily the most exciting game yesterday. And yep. it was, what, 1 o'clock? Yep. That set the tone. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it, started, it started off the playoffs festivities. Yeah, easily. Hold on, let me just go over his numbers. This is how efficient he was. He was 36 points mm-hmm. for 9 to 6. And I'm talking about uh, Jamal Murray. 13 for 20, 65% from, from field goal, mm-hmm. and 6 of 9 from 3. He was a plus 16 while he was on the court. That dude wasn't playing no games. And then that two-man game with Jokic – beautiful that's a deadly combination right? yeah because Jokic just passes the ball out of anything can still shoot yeah can post you up Jamal Murray with the shot the dribble the closer that's a deadly combination yeah and you watch that offense it's a fluid offense mm-hmm. it's like they get proper spacing for Jokic on a low block yep if he wants to play you know on top of the key and operate on the offense there's enough space for them to do it there's there's structure in what they do absolutely and it's like that's mm-hmm. what you're watching these playoff games and that's also what I saw earlier uh, earlier in the earlier matchup between the Bucks and the and the Orlando Magic. Oh yeah, are, are easily the biggest upset so far. I would I would agree easily. Yeah, it's like Steve Clifford. He was hoping defensive he defensive salient. He had those guys looking good. Yeah, and can you imagine if Jonathan Isaac was healthy and Aaron Yo, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Jonathan Isaac and or Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon, absolutely. They might have really won by like twenty five. Yeah, and but the way this is the thing though, and we were talking about this off air, the way that they were using uh, what's his name, Nikolai Yusevich. Vol- I just tore his name up, but yeah, the way the way they use Nikolai. Former Philadelphia 76er, by I, the way. Yes, right. I'm gonna call him Nico. There's a theme today. to that, by the way. Oh, there's, there's definitely. <laughs> this is definitely the theme of the show today. And the the wild part about it, the way that he was used in the pick and roll, he had a nice little point guard who was even doing his thing in the name of Markel Fulton. What Former was he? Sixer, another, by the way. Another lottery pick. <laughs> that wasn't a lottery pick. That was a number one. Yep. Still lottery. They yeah. were they were looking fantastic, but what where I, my point is, they were figuring out ways to get Nico the ball. They were finding him on the post. He was getting deep posts. He was picking and popping. He was doing everything. He like, but you don't see that with the Sixers. Like for example, I got some I got some numbers I took down right. So, and all right, so I already mentioned in the second quarter, Joel Embiid only took two shots mm-hmm. after going five for five. Right. Yep. So then in the fourth quarter, he gets three shots. Here they are at 11 minutes and 36 seconds. He takes one shot. He hits that joint. Right. Yeah. Then eight minutes and 15 seconds. 
misses a shot. He goes on the bench, which he should have never hit the bench. He should have played the entire fourth quarter. This is why we did all that load management. This is why we had four months off, et cetera, et cetera. Then he comes back in for Al Horford. His next shot and final shot of the game is three minutes and 25 seconds left, and it was a tip. It wasn't even an actual shot. It wasn't on a block or anything like that. So you mean to tell me? The final three minutes of the game, Joel Embiid does not touch the rock. That is horrible. That is absolutely horrible. Yeah. The one thing that really stood out to me that really symbolizes Brett Brown's coaching career here is it's still like a one-possession game, and Doris Burke was screaming everything that every Sixer fan was screaming. They got to get the ball to Joel Embiid. And you know what happens? Tobias Harris iso. So. He shoots the ball, and... Of course, it it falls short. So that that it was girl. I was gonna go with this. Tobias Harris was extremely disappointing yesterday's game. I th- I wouldn't say he was disappointing. He scored what fifteen points? He did score fifteen points. We I wouldn't more. say he was disappointing. We need more. But he did he did for him to be a leader of that team. He definitely was super soft. We need like more he that. was soft and he was complaining so much about calls that he didn't get. He was tremendously soft and it was disappointing. Listen, and, but I'm past moral victories. But I'm gonna give a little shout out to Shake Milton. Shake, oh, he yo, showed and that's up. the thing. Shake played well, Shake and, then, showed and up. then Brett takes him out. Alec Burke showed up. Alec Burke played <laughs> well Al- too. Alex Burks was, yeah, he did show up, but it's like, yeah, like. But here's my thing, though. You shouldn't like Joel Embiid was fourth in shot attempts last night. Josh, you know what that shot can't happen? Yeah, you know what shot more? Alex Burks. Yep. Josh Richardson. Yep. Yeah, Richardson had 17 shots. Uh, Burke, first off, he had 17 shots and only had 18 points. What? What? 17 shots to get you 18 points? That's ridiculous. Volume now, shooter. Right. But he's not a volume shooter. So I, I understand if Joel Embiid is fourth in shot attempts, but that's only if he has like eight assists to go with it as well because that means he's dishing the ball out of the double team to the wide open person. I think right. he had like one assist yeah. the whole game. I, don't so the, I ain't, so I ain't so even so write down his assists, bro. So, so I ain't so one. even write his Yeah, assist. one assist the whole game. Like now, so there's a problem with that offense. It's, there's a big problem now. One could counter and say, "Well, he did go nine for twelve from the free throw line." All right, cool, but that doesn't explain why the final three minutes in the fourth quarter he, he doesn't, doesn't see touch the, the ball. ball. Like, are you kidding? Like, he would he would be loaded up over here on the left hand side. Next thing you know, like now you got Tobias going one on one. It's like the bro, action goes the opposite way. Right. Like, I don't I don't get that. But then again, I like. For me, Joel is off the hook that game. He's off the hook for me because he did everything he he can. He can't be the goon. He can't be dominant. He can't be all of that in one. Those guys need to pick it up. And the sad part about the Sixers is they don't have a leader at all. They don't have a leader on the court. They don't have a leader in the coach. They don't have any form of leader. It's an inmate running the asylum ordeal. I don't even know if the inmates are doing anything because it's like at this point, like, yo, we got to figure it out. Like, this isn't working. It's not working at all. It's, it's just really disappointing to to watch. It's Their just frustrating. Their offense is so simple. Their offense is atrocious. Post it's not up even Joel real. Embiid, everyone space out or post up Al Horford. They don't even space out. They don't. And that's the thing. There was a, um. There was a. They don't even clear that out, bro. There was a time when there, JoJo and Al were both post up next to each other, and it's yes. like they looked up yes. at each other like on so, the left side of the court. Right. And then it's like so. Left. So where do I go? And yeah, I was Shake like, Mills like, wait, what do you want? Like, me to what do? are y'all doing? Like, what? The most beautiful play I saw was, like, I think it was the first play of the game where R. Hofer posted up. Joel Embiid was at the three-point line, but then cut in, and he dunked the ball from an Al Hofer pass. I'm right. like, we need to see more oh, of yeah, that. Joel Embiid, when, like, he cut and went into the dunker spot yep. and, like, dunked it. Oh, yeah, right. that was def- we need to see more cuts. We need to see more picks. Like That doesn't happen. Oh, but, no, nah, it's so simple. It's just post up and then stand there. Right. Wait for the double team kick But out. here's the thing, though. Like, one of my favorite offenses – 
of like you know of the of the last decade, and because it represents more grit and grime, was probably the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that pairing of Marc Gasol and Zach Randolph, you can have you know that type of operation working. It's possible. Like like Al Horford is just as good as a passer as Marc Gasol, and he can have, and he can shoot. Yeah. A little bit. So like you can operate like Al on like you know top of the key, you know low post, you know. You know, kicking the ball out, you know, little bounce yeah. passes to Joel and B. It can work. But you don't – but obviously Brett Brown just – I don't get what Brett Brown's doing. Yo, it's confusing. So I listened to some of the post-game interview yesterday, and then one of the questions asked, like, hey, Brett, how come you don't have Joel on the block and just surround him with four shooters? And then jo- then Brett, you know, trying to Jedi mind trick us, like, you know, I worked with Tim yeah. Duncan for five championships and this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. And he was saying his Are you reason- sure about that? That's what I'm saying. He's like, his reasoning for not doing that is because he wants a person in the dunker spot. That way they can get offensive rebounds. I'm like, which I get, but give Joel space to operate. Joel has, when was the last time you actually seen Joel and B get actual space to work in the post. Bro, it might have been like last season, that one game against the Lakers when he had like 44, and he just killed Anthony honestly, Davis. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that really I mean, since no, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I haven't seen that probably since like his rookie or second year. I don't I don't know what it is. It, it can't be the shooters. It, like It can't be the shooters. It can't be Ben Simmons. Isn't it, right. Speaking of Ben Simmons, for all the people who want Ben Simmons gone, this is what the Sixers are going to look like once he's gone. Yep. <laughs> so, first off, <laughs> can't make an entry pass to save your life. Yep. Not not only an entry pass, can't guard the, the the perimeter at all. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were destroying. It's thirty two and twenty nine. You you combine Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul, yeah. at least it slows and, it and down. And that's the problem because Matisse is, is only going to get one of them. Right. But the other one is just can't guard go them both. <laughs> Just gonna go off. Them boys was getting cooked. <laughs> and this is, and that's my thing. Like, this is why you should operate more bully ball. This is why you should have more Al Horford in the paint going up against Jalen Brown because you wear him down. Yep. Because and it worked when you did it. Yeah, it works. <laughs> like bully that, ball actually works because against an inferior, you know, size white team like Boston, bully ball works. I don't know why all of a sudden. You, you get away from it and try to be, like, trendy like everybody else in the NBA. You know what the crazy thing about all this is? I thought we took Al Horford away from Boston to do that. Like, imagine if we did that to Boston now because there's no one to guard him. There's literally no one in the Eastern Conference to guard him but Mark Gasol. Like, are you kidding me? And if we somehow <laughs> win that series, that's what waits us in the next round. Right. Right. <laughs> if... Mm. I don't look. This is this. I was. I say. I'll say this again. In order for us to come out of this series, Joel needs at least thirty-five and seventeen, and I need at least twenty-three to twenty-eight from Tobias. And we I, can do that. Also, I need thirty to thirty-two minutes for Matias Diable. Fair. This, Absolutely. Okay. Let him unleash him. Even even when okay. that kid gets beat, his hands are everywhere. He always recovers. Yes. Period. Like you want to know the like. One of the better games that I've seen coach last year was probably Nick Nurse in Game Seven. You love Nick Nurse. I, no, like, you love Nick I, Nurse. I, I, I agree. I think he's <laughs> the best coach in the East right now. Right? He is the best right coach next in the to East. Brad Stevens. The way that the Raptors look, I, I, I can't knock. They're you. a well-oiled machine. Like, like no, they I'm, really are. Like, I'm sorry. Like when I watch good coaching, I'm like, oh my god. Like, like I'm they getting jealous. They Bro. haven't missed a step. To be honest, I, I want you to hold your thought real quick. 
Because when you first said that the Raptors were coming out of East, after watching that game yesterday, even though they played Brooklyn, I'm like, yo, Chris might be on to something. Because the Raptors, they had seven players in double figures yesterday. Off, and all five oh, starters. Oh, oh, hey, hold on, hold on. Right, like what, seven what players. Man, what my man Fred Van Vliet do? Hold <laughs> on. <you, laughs> what my man do? You're talking about my crush with Nick. Like, yeah. gotta talk, we got to talk about yo, that. What my man do? First off, first off it's unacceptable yeah. to get fried by any man named Fred. But Fred has been just killing everybody. My boy yo, Fred for 50 balling. seconds. The market. <laughs> right, he got that fifty second of market shape up. Yo, Fred, he was uh, he went 30, 34 yeah. 11. Like yeah. he was open. Like most points in front in playoff history for the Raptors and most three pointers made. Yeah, they made they went twenty two forty four from three. Are you kidding me? They're a well oiled machine, like you said. Yeah, but to go back to my point, it's always a chess match. Like that's why I feel like you know if Brett Brown has any common sense or like actually knows how to coach, he would take what happened last year like here's my thing whenever Joel Embiid is in the in the game he will put Mark Saul on him and when Joel Embiid comes out Mark Saul will call Calls out yeah <laughs> and like they put Serge Ibaka back in and like Joel Embiid will like come out for like two minutes as soon as Joel Embiid is about to check back in Mark get back in there exactly mm-hmm. I don't see any type of I know I've said this a million times but there's no way this man coached in San Antonio like, like, there's no way. He, he coaches with no sense of urgency. And the only reason why I can potentially think that is regardless of what this series is going, he's still going to be here next he year. He better not. I swear to God, right, he so, better not. So I've been, I've been talking to Chris about this for a while. Uh, the Sixers were the first organization that wanted to make pay cuts to uh, their employees during this pandemic. Right. And obviously with Joe B calling the owners out, donating half a million to a million dollars, the owners backtracked and was like, okay, no, nah, full salary. Right. Do you think that in the midst of a pandemic, this ownership, think about the Sixers ownership, is going to want to pay two coaches millions of dollars? Bro. Because Brett Brown still has two years on his contract. Bro, they got it. Okay. I'm, listen, listen. <laughs> it's not they, a matter of if they got it or not. We know they got man, it. They, Are they going to pay them knowing they, that ownership wanted to cut pay, pay cut for the employees during a pandemic earlier? They bro, were the first team in the NBA to, to they call. They were. They have to. They listen. They have. I don't care if the Sixers make the NBA Finals. I want Brett Brown well, if gone. They, if they make the finals, they're staying. He, he's staying. Like he's I want. Like I don't. I don't want yeah. him to be the coach of this none of, team. None of us want it. But just think of ownership. Do like, you think they want to pay two coaches millions of dollars? No, they don't. But they, they listen. All right. The All right no well, look. Then, then, right. then look. Then, then promote Epe Udoka. I'm I'm cool with that. Promote Epe Udoka. I'm okay with that. Fine. At least he played in the <laughs> NBA and the players will actually right. listen to him. You would right. think. And once again, you're listening to Uptown Radio, WJYN 98.5. Joining our discussion, we're doing NBA bubble talk, you know, fire, hashtag fire Brett Brown. Yeah. And uh, Mark, give that call-in number. 215-763-9596 to join the conversation. Absolutely. And uh, let's get into, mm. you know. Enough, Brett Brown. I think we're all depressed now. Uh, let's we, talk about the okay. Yeah, so let's talk about you know the last game of you know the first night of the playoffs, mm. Mavericks and uh, Clippers. Yeah, and uh, let's be honest, it that was a week that was a week technical they called on Porzingis. Right? That was of te- course. First off, the first one was ridiculous because it's like. It's the playoffs. They can't show emotion. Like, are you kidding? It was a clean block, and they give him a technical. But you know what I really think it was? I think it's because you see that one play where he had Kawhi on skates. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we can't have our golden boy slipping and falling by a seven-footer. We got to get him out of here some way. Also, you want to know what my favorite part about last night was? Huh. 
watching Patrick Beverly try to guard Luka Doncic. Yo, what was he thinking? <laughs> what, was, what was he thinking? He tried. Right. I mean, I enjoyed he, every he, second of that. He oh, tried. He, he he did what he could. I mean, look, Luka did have eleven turnovers, which I don't. They didn't talk about it because he had forty-two points. But I mean, that's what happens in your most first for playoff play, game. For, most for a playoff debut. Yes. Yeah. And he's only what twenty years old, right? Yeah, he's still a young bull. Yeah, but for for me, in my opinion, I think his experience like he's not a real rookie. He's been doing this. He's been playing for a while. Yeah, he's been doing yeah. this overseas for years. He won it back in 2018 in the uh, Euro League, and yeah. he was Euro League MVP. MVP. Mm-hmm. So like this isn't. This isn't new to him. He's not a real-life rookie, and it shows. Like, I mean, 11 turnovers, that's going to happen here and there. You don't want it to happen again, yeah. especially with like with, if, KP, if KP was still playing. There's no way that he has those 11 turnovers. Correct. And to be honest, if KP is still playing that game, they probably I, win. Clippers win. I'm sorry, uh, Mavericks win that yeah. first game. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, one of our comments on YouTube showed that no home court advantage really showed up today and the Bucks lost. And I'm like, yeah, so – there's oh, no yeah. Home, yeah. There's no home court advantage, so it's like it's a free for all. So anything could potentially happen. There's no home crowd for you know opponents to feed off of. Mm-hmm. There's no like you know game games on the road in which you have to deal with the crowd yeah, noise. You don't have to worry about the travel. You don't have to worry about the travel schedule. You know, all you're doing is going up to your room, maybe running into a couple people. I even yep. hear like the players' like depth perception is better because there's nothing behind the backboard. Yep. So that's why scoring is up for these guys. Shooting percentages and everything. They're really they're really hooping in open gym. Like when players like remember back when the NBA had that lockout and it just looked like nobody missed? Yeah. It really feels like that. It's really good basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offense really is through the roof right now. Yeah. You yeah. can't even say it's bad defense. It's just let me just let me ask y'all this because Chris knows I'm not the the biggest PG fan anymore. How do how do you feel about his performance yesterday? Wait, why are you not the biggest PG fan? Because he's a flaker. He he forced his way out of Indiana, and then in the middle of the night while we're all asleep, he forced his way out of OKC, and now how does he end up on the Clippers? Like I he, mean, Kawhi asked for him. No, that's that's not how this works. That's not how this works. All like, I'm gonna say about when it comes to Paul George, playoff Paul George is back, baby. Oh my gosh, he makes one shot. It was a good he's shot. It was a good it shot. It was a good shot. He's he's healthy. He's got his legs. The quarantine helped him and Kawhi, you know, get like physically in shape, mentally in shape. Yeah, they have the depth. I'm telling you, man. Look, if it's they a have L- the coach, if they have an L A, if it's an L A versus L A conference finals, man, I'm telling you, if, if you would hope though, I just if. still need more consistency from him. That's it. And then, he, like I said, he played well. He yeah. gave him 27 points, and he did hit that clutch shot. But one thing he said in the postgame interview that made me like, I see, see, I, I knew I, I was right. He was like, I had, he's like, you know, playing alongside Kawhi, you know, he, he's our leader, you know, blah, blah, blah. I get to, I get to play behind him and this, that, and the third. He, he not a superstar no more. He want to play in Kawhi's shadow, and this probably works for him. He feels like there's no pressure on him. I feel like him doing those movements, leaving the Eastern Conference and then jumping over to OKC, you know, he it's too much pressure for him. So maybe maybe this works for him. But it, it, I think it hurt his legacy. So, ah. Listen, he may not be a superstar anymore, but star Paul George is Man, still more than He's enough. easily a top 20 player. When he's playing his best, he's maybe a top 10 player. That's a reach. Like, no, top 10, no. That's no, may, no. Maybe. Top 15, sure. Maybe. Yeah, even I would say possibly top 15, 17. When he, when he had that MVP caliber season, when he was on fire, that he was, was like easily back in, in the 2013. top 10. Like, don't sleep on PG. Like, oh, I, man. I mean, like Duh, I said. We should definitely have like a segment, like like a first 48 segment, like 
Like, I think the first one is whatever happened to Danny Granger. Oh, right. Dang, Danny Granger was my man. Yeah. We got we got to implement something like yeah. that. Shoot. Yeah. There's the other one, I think, of Michael Red or something. Michael Red. Oh, oh that was my boy. Michael Red disappeared <laughs> with yeah. the quickness. Oh, no, yeah, the, the, knees, yeah. the knees gave out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, knees. Yeah, nah, those Jones went quick. We, we got to – actually, I'm going to write that down so we don't forget first 48 segment. Because <laughs> it's almost like um, who he played for. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody ever know where he played for. Yeah, Michael Red was I definitely can, about to be that next uh, buck star. He's that Nothing. baller. He yeah, was, man, real like three point sniper, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but no, that that game overall it was good. Like I said, Luka Luka Doncic, 42.7 rebounds, nine assists. He was efficient. Almost 13, had a quadruple double. Right, he did. Right, he was thirteen from twenty one from the field, and he was uh, fourteen from fifteen from free throws. Have so. you ever seen a twenty year old this good in the NBA? LeBron James. Whoa. Was he this good? No. Nah. No, no. Luca He is, wasn't this Luka good. Luca is the he best good. Luca is the best twenty year old basketball player in NBA history. He is. He gotta be. Yeah. He gotta be. He not he not a real twenty year old though. He's been here before. Yeah. He's experienced. Well, like real or not, the the man's birth certificate says twenty. The only thing I could potentially probably think of is probably Shaq. Yeah. That yeah, Shaq always been dominant. But He's was he been, this good? <laughs> like I mean, he was dominant. Did you watch Orlando Shaq running the nah, floor? He was really good. Running, right. running, he the, was really Orlando running the floor. Orlando Shaq was skinny, different. running the floor. He was really good. Doing the outlet passes. For real. Yeah, he Penny, was, too. I, I, I know, but. He was, was he Nick was, Anderson, too? Oh, yeah. Man. He had a whole squad over there. Yeah. Like, Orlando Shaq was definitely something special. Like, you can't, you can't even deny that. Yeah, Shaq's first year, he came in averaging 23 and 13. <laughs> All right, so we still got, you know, a few more games left of game ones. Um, he, he beat the Pacers today. No surprise. Yeah. What Jimmy Butler do? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably, he probably ain't do too much. Uh, Jimmy Butler, yeah, 26. Oh, uh, sh- shut me up. Dragic has 24. Tyler Harold at 15. Here's the big up. question. What Warren do? Uh, oh yeah, that's the question. TJ, I don't know. I mean, MJ, uh, you know, MJ yeah, Bubba Warren, yeah, twenty two. Okay, right. okay. But but here's what I'll say though: Victor Oladipo did get hurt. He did at the uh, start of the game, and they're still missing some bonus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and that's a major factor because you can't take advantage of that matchup. Like I saw, like Miles Turner try to post up against Bam earlier, and I'm like, this is not the same as like having like some bonus. Miles, back. he can't even do that no more. He came in the league posting, but now he's a straight shooter. Yeah, like I like I like Miles Turner like coming out of Texas, but like I just always saw him as just a defensive presence. Yeah, I don't think he's developed that much in the NBA. Yeah, like I'm just like if he's developed at least like a 15 footer, like. I, I w- no, he can shoot, but he doesn't have any post game at all. Yeah, right. Like his post game is MIA. Oh, yeah, he's a face up. Yeah, like he can definitely knock down a, a wide yeah. open bucket, but he's not gonna give you nothing in the paint. That's yeah. where they're missing some bonus for sure. Yeah. So we still got two more games left. Uh Rockets and Thunder, the most ironic final uh first round matchup and I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um Russell Westbrook's not playing for the first few games. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, obviously, the game that we all been waiting for. Yeah. Trailblazers. Yeah. Hold on, wait. Before we before we jump to the Trailblazers and uh, Rockets, right? Um, James Harden, over or under 40 tonight? Over. Over. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm over, thinking who, too. I'm thinking who's guarding him. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> so who's, what's his name? Dort? 
or something? Yeah. They yeah. got Dort it's mainly gonna be uh sh- uh Shea Gilgis Alexander. He can't he can't stop. And you better hope Chris Paul don't get lined up with James Harden. Nah, that ain't Chris so, Paul. Chris Paul gonna be have a mysterious injury again. Facts. It is playoff time. I, I hate unless, to say that. Unless people in the Rockets are like snipers today, I, I would say James Harden's going for forty. But listen, yeah. unless James Harden's gonna go over thirty, but I'm gonna go bull prediction. Shea Gilgis Alexander is gonna go have thirty five tonight. Bro, if he goes thirty five for night, I would say bet that. All right. <laughs> go Chris right Paul. to FanDuel and bet that right now. And Chris Paul giving you twelve assists. Fair. Right, 19, Nineteen and twelve from CP three. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that's that's management. Right, but so a Rockets win though. Yeah, Rockets win. So overall series, who do you got? Depends on when Westbrook gets back. That I think that's a deciding factor because having those two guys, they're gonna wear you down. I mean, when they're both on the court, James Harden gets a chance to play off the ball for a bit and vice versa. Like they're both really good off the ball and you don't really get to see that a lot from them because they've been carrying the burdens of both of their franchises for the past couple of years. And then when one's on the bench, they're accustomed to already carrying uh, starting lineups, so it's going to be nothing. So I believe, depending on when Westbrook comes back, I would say Houston, but let's say he comes back like game three or four. This this series is going to go seven. I'm picking Rockets with my heart. I want OKC. I'm picking. I'm picking Rockets with six. Yeah. I think she. I yeah. think Shea Gillis is going to give them one, and I think CP3 is going to give them the other one. Yeah. Listen, if Stephen Adams was a lot more, you know, fluid and his if he could get his own, yeah. If Stephen Adams was able to get more of his own, I'm like, okay, I'm taking. Don't okay, underestimate Gallinari. Yo, Don't yeah, Gallo it. is tough. <laughs> oh yeah, Gallo. Gallo. Gallo get you a sneaky 18 every game, and it'd be on. Listen, if low, this was yeah. Nuggets Gallinari, I'm taking. I would have taken OKC easily. I don't know. I feel like his production hasn't dropped off like crazy being with the Clippers. It's just consistency. It's just 16 to 18 points. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. And then he got those nights where, hey, you look up, he got 28, and you like, wait, when? Yep. He, he is capable of doing I that. I think so. I just think the Rockets have too much firepower. Like, this small ball is, is really working. I don't, I don't think it's firepower. They have the ultimate firepower, which is James Harden. Yeah, the question sure. now is like, one, when is Westbrook getting back? And two, who's going to be that guy to step up for Westbrook? Is it going to be Eric? Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon is going to be Robert Covington. I don't, I don't think Eric Gordon even came to the bubble. Oh yeah. Oh, hold on. We got another caller. You're listening to Uptown Radio, WJYN ninety eight point five. Hello. 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 Dang oh, on, man. dang on! Bill collectors always playing. Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> what, <really> was? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I always playing. Oh man, listen, we ain't got your money. We don't even know what money you want. Facts. Yeah, I ain't but got um, it. all right. So let's dive right into the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk Blazers. Let's talk Lakers. Blazers, Lakers. Uh, let's do it, yo. What was this? This the hot topic of the day. Yeah, who, man. Who you got? I'm excited. Who you got? I'm excited. All right. You know what? I'm gonna. All right. Drum roll. I'm picking the Blazers in seven. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm picking the I'm with Blazers it. in seven. There's no home court advantage. You can quote me. I'm with you it. Can quote me on this. I'm with it. You can paint my picture on this. I'm with, with it. You can you can have that Barack Obama poster on, on me with my picture on it. It's the Blazers in seven. I'm with it. I'm taking the Blazers in seven. I'm with it. Man. My only consistency is that Trevor Reese is not there, but I'm still doing it. I'm still picking them in seven. <sighs> Listen, because Nurkic is key. Him having him back makes had, him a top three or four playoff team as an eight seed. 
as an ace, they are better now than they were during the regular season. They're, and they're healthy. Yeah, and not to mention, like, remember we talked about a few weeks ago about nobody being able to match the Rockets' output on offense Yay. except for the Warriors? The Blazers can do that, and that's the reason why. Like, Dane, CJ, Dean, CJ, Melo, Gary Trent. Trent, Trent been going off. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is the, And here's the thing. Like, the Lakers, they can play bully ball as much as they want. Listen, they got bodies. They got Zach Collins. They got Nurkic. They got, got Whiteside. They, they can throw bodies at Anthony Davis. They can, Listen, we'll take those twos. The Blazers will shoot you out of the gym. I'm, uh, I'm, listen. Half court, too. From half from court. From half. Listen, I'm with y'all 100%. And, and listen, if Steve, listen, if Skip Bayless didn't open his mouth, I wouldn't care about this series. <laughs> but now I want to see this. Blazers in seven. I'm calling. And you also got to think of it like this. The Blazers, as soon as they came into the bubble, they've been in like a playoff game since they came in. The yeah. Lakers have not played a meaningful game since like game three. They haven't they, played a meaningful game locked, in the bubble. <laughs> they locked up that first seed quick. My right. my only concern is outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who else is giving you a bucket for the Lakers? That's uh, my only concern. Kuz, Kuzma's streaky. Waiters right. are streaky. J.R. Smith is streaky. J.R. Oh, Smith don't see the floor. They got nothing but streaky guys. My thing, I think I'm going to go Lakers in seven on, on the strength of you still really don't have anyone to stop LeBron James. That's fair. Like, I'm, that's why I'm saying Lakers in seven. Like, that's Anthony Davis can be slowed down because he has two seven-footers who are going to be rotating, guarding him. But you think C.J. McCollum, especially with Trevor Reza not being there, you think Melo's – like, and Melo's my guy. I, I just love to see the Melo-LeBron matchup, even though Melo's going to get destroyed. I realize that. That's why I said yeah, it's man. hard to pick him without Trevor Ariza. If, if Ariza was there, this would be an easy All right, and uh, your, boy, your boy Tyrell is going to tell you, so who's guarding LeBron? Who's guarding Anthony Davis? Here's my question. Who's guarding Damian Lillard? Nobody. And, and CJ McCollum. Who's no, guarding Gary Trent? Nobody. nobody. Yeah, and, that's – the That's Lakers the lost problem. all the Lakers lost all their perimeter defense as soon as the bubble started when they lost Avery Bradley and Rajon yeah, Rondo. I'm really exactly. sleeping on CJ McCollum. Wait, where's Danny Greenman? Is did he come? Danny Green is yeah, there. He's there. He's there. Is he even in the rotation? Yeah, he's in. He's, yeah, he's starting. In he's starting. Danny Green still starts. Yeah, yeah he's, he's starting. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he can help a little bit. Mm-hmm. On on defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On one defense. one of them. Like let's say yeah, you put him like on a little Dame, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. You put him on Dame. All right, CJ going off. You put yeah, him on CJ Dame problem. going off. The crazy <laughs> thing is, you know what's going to happen, and it has to happen in order for the Lakers to actually win in seven. LeBron has to guard Dame. Yeah, LeBron has to guard Dame. He can't take off and guard Melo. He has to. Maybe the first two games, he'll maybe just to try to you know keep his stamina, but he's going to have to guard Dame. Like the last four minutes of the game, it has to be LeBron. Like, like what he used to do with Derrick Rose. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to do that. But here's the thing, though. The Lakers cannot afford to play the same style of defense like everybody else did with the Blazers. No. They can't do that. They got to be if in they their try chest. To take, yeah, huh? They got to be in their chest like, yeah. right away. Like, they got to deny him the ball. You can't have Damian taking the ball halfway court. And then it's just going to leave everybody open. You saw that pick and roll they do. They that high little, pick and roll is crazy. Yeah, so like you're always going to have Gary Trent or C.J. McCollum in the corner or Carmelo wide open to three. You can't. Like double team at half at half court. You really can't, and and then and this is the crazy part about it too, because like Dame 
he gets the luxury sometimes to chill. Like that closeout game against Memphis. Yeah. Put it in he, CJ's hand. He chilled. He put it in CJ's hand. And he still hand. what? Didn't he still have like 42? Yeah. And he chilled Thir- in the fourth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa no. Dame, Dame had like 30. He had 31 to 10. Yeah, had oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. he had like another 40 points. But, no, but no, that's no, because he, CJ had like 20 in the fourth quarter. And, and that's, my, like, thing, and that's yeah. my thing. And that's my thing about like superstars. Like, what a broken back. Yes. Spinal. I love that post game. Yo, when they said that, I was dying. Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my thing. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I don't need. Da- listen, if da- if it's not Daniel Snyder to carry the team, like that, that's perfectly fine. Why, why go away from the hot hand? CJ was the hot hand. He was. And like John Moran on him, he was like, all right, rookie, I got you. He was frying that's, him up. Yeah. And it was. And much respect to both of them. They both had a good game, but yeah. it was. It My was man Melo hit that clutch bucket from the yeah, corner yeah. like he does. Yeah. Like he always does. But, nah, truly my concern is who's guarding LeBron? That's my concern. I think this is going to be two high-powered offenses going at each other. I Ah. do agree with y'all when when you say the Lakers – I don't think the Lakers can put up those points to keep up with Portland. They have have the lowest – uh, field goal percentage and the lowest three point percentage yep. out of everybody. That in the three bubble. point percentage is what's worrying me. Ugh. Yeah. So here's my thing: you don't need to any, you don't need somebody to guard LeBron. You know what Terry Scottson do? Yeah. He could just play a two three zone. We're yeah. gonna have listen. We'll collapse in the paint. We'll collapse in the paint. We'll take all the fouls that we can get. We got bodies to take those fouls. Well. We, I'm, you 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 acting like they the Sixers? Like the Lakers just gonna fold under well, the yeah, two three? I'm, I'm not listening. Like what? <laughs> like here's my thing. Like. I'll run a two three, and if the if the Lakers beat me by shooting the ball, I will take that. If Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma are like shooting lights out, then I'll just live with that. Right, yeah, and that's something that you're. We gonna already f- know LeBron's gonna get his. LeBron's gonna go crazy. LeBron's He's gonna, gonna get go his. Like 30. Eighty gonna get his. I'm happy to see playoff LeBron back. Yeah, it's been a long time. Playoff LeBron, what he had, what a year and some change off. Mm-hmm. You know what he did last time in the playoffs. Yeah, like he he's gonna be fresh. He's gonna be loose. But here's the thing, though. I'm excited. But remember, one thing that we've seen throughout this bubble, home, no home field advantage. True. That's major. I, yeah, they, yeah, that, yeah. Just, everyone had the four months off. I'm, I'm just curious to see how Anthony Davis plays. I'm, Anth- I'm curious about that, too. Yeah. Because you know he's going to light it up the first three, but it's like, it's playoff time. I, I still don't see LeBron deferring to Anthony Davis in the fourth quarter. Oh, no. And, and I feel Ooh. like they should have like implemented a lot that more in the in, in the bubble, like yeah, you know, that get, ain't happening. yeah, give him the ball in like isolation games. Like you already have the one seat locked up, so get him comfortable. With yeah, that. but it's but we can't say get him comfortable. He's been doing it with the Pelicans. It's just he hasn't done it alongside LeBron James being a, in a Robin situation. Yeah, he's always in typical alpha situations yeah. where he's running it and everything's running through him, et cetera, et cetera. But hey. I can't wait for that game today, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a dope one. What yeah. what AFC has a top ten player on their team besides Portland Trail? Like like have you ever seen an AFC have a top ten player? And on their arguably team? the best point guard in the league, right? Arguably, now. yep, right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. nah, and then they're just healthy at the right time. The, the Nurkic coming back is the best thing that could have happened to Portland. Right, because you move Hassan That's Whiteside, who put up like sixteen and eleven to the bench. Oh my! God. Like they're they're gonna be something nasty, for real. Yeah, I I got nothing. I don't know. I'm trying to think off the top of my head too. I was gonna think of that we believe Golden State, but I don't think Baron Davis was top ten back then. Yeah, but nope. Baron, yeah, Davis. Baron Davis was. But he was a baller. He, he was, was a hooper, him. but he. Well, I don't Thought think that was, word that Warriors team was something. That, that was Warriors team was tough and gritty for yeah. real. For, for real. Baron for Davis, real. Jay Rich. They really was the they they after the Suns they did that small ball very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah I don't know about that. 
Let me ask y'all this question. I just want—I know we're supposed to leave the Sixers alone, but I—I I just gotta go back because there's one thing that I forgot. I feel like the lineup might need a shakeup. The uh, starting lineup. I know you guys were happy with Shake's performance, but um, nah, he look a little bit shaky sometimes. No, no pun intended. But um, I'm not replacing Shake with Burke. If that's nah, yeah, you got no. This is starting lineup. Hear me out real quick. Okay. You got Burke at the one. No. Richardson no. at the two. Yes. Thibault at the three. No. Tobias at the four, JoJo at the five. Oh, you're five. putting Al Horford on the bench. Yeah. But I don't mind Horford on the bench, just I'm putting Shake back in there. Here's the thing. You're, the most production you're seeing out of Burke is him coming off the bench. That I is feel true. You lose that firepower when Joel Embiid gets off. Yeah, but I feel like Shake could kind of do that too. I'm, I'm, like I'm keeping Shake in the starting lineup. I see Alec Burke more as like the Lou Will of the team, instant offense. I agree. Therefore, but we I need think he's that something. Six man. We so, need something. So I'm cool with Shake. Tobias at the four, Al Horford on the bench. I'm okay with that. As Listen, long regard, as here's my thing. Like, if I have to shake anything up, I'm taking Jay Rich out of the lineup and I'm putting Thibel in. There. I'm not. Putting, would, I'm not I, taking Jay I, Rich. I, out you of can't the take Jay Rich. I'm out. not taking Jay Rich. The out only of person, the only Dude. two options that can really come out is Horford and Shake. In okay. my opinion. All right, find him. Shake, Thibel, Jay Rich, Harris, and Beat. That that's work? not bad. That's not it. bad. The only reason it. I'm the only reason I'm saying Burke is because he's he's a little he's a little bit more experienced. That's the only reason I'm saying that's that. that's so that, and that's my thing. If you want Burke in like the end of the game in the fourth quarter, like closing situations, Absolutely. I would I would still have Burke in. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he needs to start, but right. he is definitely the closer. And, and you know what? It's it's good that you actually bring that up because if you actually check the box score, that's kind of how it played out. Because yep. Shake only played 25 minutes. Yep. Like he, he, but he played really well in that twenty-five yep. minutes. He looked hungry and looked like he outside of Joel. If you seen like the look in Shake's eyes, he was like one of the only players who was like really ready. In yep. my opinion, yeah, like who just wanted to kill. Oh, well, Al Horford wanted to kill too. Al Horford, he that, that Al Horford yell. Yeah, <laughs> I, rem- I, remember, I remember that, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't expect that from you. I like that. I'm like, that's the most emotion I've seen out of you like all year. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that I'm was, like, let's do it. That so that's crazy. my thing. Like, Al Horford in, is in ready. the words of quoting my former co host, I like his energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got the yeah. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I appreciate that. So, I like, if Al Horford needs to come out, I'm okay with that. Um, just for like spacing purposes, as long as Al Horford again gets his minutes, like, like, Embiid off, Al Horford on, one of those two should be on the court at all times. At all times. Yeah. Bully balling. That Celtics, yeah, and I think even bringing time. Al Horford off the bench is going to make him even more effective, in my opinion. Probably, probably, definitely, because then, because he's a so. For example, it's like nothing against JoJo, but if you put Al Horford with that lineup for a second, I feel like his basketball IQ is much higher than JoJo. So it is. he's going to, yeah, he's going to detect the double team and yeah. find the shooter. Because Al Horford's been coached all his career, yeah. he's been getting coached in Florida, and, and it's against the Celtics. He I'm, knows the Celtics' offense exactly. Presumably. So it's like you. Like I don't, I just, I, I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with Brett. I don't, I don't know. I'm about to lose. I think, I think, hold I on, just think on. it's Brett. Your boy Steven said Tees needs to start. I agree. Yeah. And your boy Tyrell only teams to beat LeBron over the past five years were the Super Warriors and the Lotus Spurs, and that was both in the finals. I don't care. Blazers in seven. <laughs> just watch. Yeah, actually, and LeBron has never lost in the first round in the Eastern Conference. First time for everything, my friend. Uh, He's in the West now. Like I said, let's, like I said, Lakers. In the words seven. of Will Smith, we in the wait. Wild Wild West. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Lakers in seven still. Dame, Dame time, game one. 
It's yeah. over. <laughs> Lakers in seven. It's over. So, so let me ask y'all this because there are a lot of trade scenarios have been coming up for Ben Simmons as well. You, you still got people who want to trade Joel. I'm not trading this I'm man. I'm not trading him. They can't. All right. I'll trade the coach. Definitely know? trade the coach. So <laughs> Alvin <laughs> Gentry got chopped. He got fired. Who's the dude from Chicago? Uh, Jim, Jim Boylan. Jim Boheim or Boylan or Boylan. Boylan. Jim yeah. Boylan. He got 37 and 84 as a head coach over there. Yeah, he got. You don't want to. Brett Brown's. First off, his winning percentage is worse. Yeah. It's like 33%. All right. You, you, ha- you have to look at Brett Brown from like a certain season on. He has been winning like 50 something games. Uh, for like the past, that's fine. Years. That's fine. That's fine. I don't. So, I don't give him that you know, credit. That I give the talent that that, credit. that that process. So so here's my thing. And I, I was listening to uh, ESPN earlier. The Sixers' job is arguably the most coveted head coaching job in the league. Absolutely. Why? Because everyone's looking at what Brett Brown is not doing. Yeah. The talent on the team. Agreed. Not doing. Anybody? We have fans looking at what you're not doing with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. With probably the high, like almost the highest payroll in the league, and and this is another thing that frustrates me. I know we're supposed to be done with the Sixers, but I'm still mad. Like, <laughs> like y'all remember? You're not alone. Do like y'all know Brooklyn is pretty good now, right? Yes. Y'all remember Kevin Durant? Yeah. Yes. Y'all remember Kyrie Irving? Yes. yes. You know those guys are coming back next year. Yeah. So when are the Sixers gonna somehow get better well, and no, win a I championship? Was, I was I was telling people this. I was like, yo, this gotta be the year because when Kevin Durant come back, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> no, here's the thing: no one has ever. No one has ever came at the same after an Achilles tear. All right, that's fine. But Kevin Durant, he doesn't play that type of game. He'll be fine. Kevin Durant still going to be better than everybody <laughs> in the Sixers. All right, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Kevin Durant now goes from 29 a game to 27. Kevin Durant going to go from what, the second best player in the league to what, six? No, Not I mean, even. No, but I talked about this a few weeks ago. Katie's going to be fine. Listen, I, I talked about this a few weeks ago on my show. I feel like kept, in order for Kevin Durant to, you know, to last, because like, I feel like, one, he's going to be playing the four when he gets back. Two, I feel like the, he should be doing what he hasn't been doing. Is that getting a little close? So, wait, question. With him playing the four, you don't think that's about to make his life easier? But I'm, what I'm, what I'm going to say is, is that he needs to develop a post game. He well, has a post game. He has game. a post game. We, we, he, he has everything. He's seven feet. He has he everything. Not, he can shoot over everybody. He doesn't exactly. have a post game. That yes, he count, does. yes, he does. <laughs> Bro, I think you have. You, Kevin Durant has been out for so long. I think you forgot how this man plays. You forgot how good he is. Like, to, to be honest. No, to, I know how good honest, he is. Well, I think he's going to average 23 when he gets back. Yo, a part of me kind of forgot about Kevin Durant, too, because. I feel like Kevin Durant and James Harden are neck and neck as being the greatest scorers of all times. Like, a part of me, like, forgot about KD. Like, yo, KD is no joke. I think Kevin Durant's better offensively. Like, he's no joke. Like, I, th- I think you're no, forgetting. No, you're going to get – no, um, I, I read the facts on this. You're more than likely going to get a 50-point game for James Harden or you do a Kevin Durant. Oh, that, that's Kevin fine. Durant, yes. that's Kevin Durant fine. is more unguardable because of his wingspan and his size. Yeah, but Kevin Durant also doesn't jack. And Kevin Durant can give you a 50-point game whenever he wants. If he to. wants, if he wants, and to. Kevin Durant is efficient, like he'll be like he'll be like twenty one for twenty seven. No one in the league <laughs> is going to stop Kevin Durant. Like no way, no one. This and oh, <laughs> don't let us be in a bubble again. And we got Kevin Durant <laughs> back. What y'all think gonna happen with Kyrie Irving? With oh, that's your second option. Forgot about <laughs> Kyrie Irving. He's your second option. That, so oh the, wait, you still have Karis LeVert. Oh wait, you oh, still have Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh my God. Oh DeAndre Jordan's <laughs> coming oh, back. My goodness. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. What and, about and that? Jared Allen goes. Oh, to wait, the, oh Jared wait. Allen goes to the bench. And Joe Harris. Wait, did we just hear the starting lineup with a Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Kyrie see, Irving, Kevin did Durant? You, and did you DeAndre literally Jordan? hear Kyrie literally saying like, "We need a third star"? 
They yeah, don't they need did. a third star. They did. But I get. I bet he's looking at Curse Liver right now. Like, oh, yeah. You Tree value. Could be you. Spencer Dinwiddie. They don't need a third star. All you got to do is give it a one. First off, Spencer Dinwiddie is tough. I mean, but yes, they, then again, they could package Dinwiddie and Levert and Harris to get a third star. That's a good package. That's a fantastic package. They need a third star. You know what, Tobias? You know, it's with heavy heart. Tobias Harris. <laughs> Carousel Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so hurt. Yo. Oh, man. That actually wouldn't be a terrible trade. But then Tobias, believe it or not, because you know what happens when you leave the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tobias won't be here. First off, and this is one thing I couldn't believe I wrote down. Timothy Laru Cabro. I mean, TLC, whatever. However you say it. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Timothy Laru Cabro. My man had 26 points yesterday. Yep. What? Sixer theme. What the? Sixers that leave Every good. former Sixer is tough. Yep, Nikolai Vucevic, Jeremy Grant doing good. Jakar Sampson had 15 yesterday. Jakar Sampson, <laughs> yo, Markel Fultz set the tone for the Dario Sars when the Suns is about to make the playoffs. Oh like, my God, Robert oh. Covington's on a playoff. We team. traded um, Bridges, who's also on the Suns too. He counts, yo. He Robert, counts. Co- Robert Covington, <laughs> in Houston. <laughs> right. I mean, look, we passed up on Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> he count, I guess. Hey, listen, at least we got some, at least we got some Aaron Smith. Oh wow! Every time, every time I look at Mikel Bridges and I look at Zaire Smith, I'm like, wow. Mikel Bridges would have been our wing defender as well if we had him. No, that's oh, how I feel. That's sick. how. Look, look, how do you think I feel every single time I look at Devin Booker? I'm like, you should have been a sixer. We could have But no, we had to get Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, but Okafor was tough coming out of college. Oh my god! Bro. But then we are. But we already had Embiid. I that, don't that, understand that, Philadelphia. That, that was the problem with the pick. It's not the fact that oh snap, like. Like, oh, Jalil is bad. It's like, no, nah, we have Embiid. When healthy, he was going to be a killer. We don't need him. Yeah, but Joel and, but Joel and New Orleans never stay healthy. So you draft a third center for insurance. You don't draft insurance as a third overall pick. And then you trade that. And then you trade the Drew Holiday to get that center. Isn't New Orleans Noel doing well, too? Isn't he doing all right? Yeah, he's an OKC. Yeah, he's doing I mean, right you got too. Chris Paul throwing them alley oops. Of course, he's going to be doing well. All right, then. He's doing all right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about the theme. I, I, you know, I've been emotional with these Sixers, man. I, I forgot right. about the theme. Of course, he's doing well. <laughs> Trey Burke's doing well, too. Yo, he is. <laughs> Yo, Yo we, he is. We could use Trey Burke we right now. <laughs> we just had him. We just had him. Like, didn't we have him during the bubble or am I tripping? No, no, no. We did. no okay, no. all right. Before, the bubble. before nah, the bubble. We let him go for yeah, Raul. Yeah. Right, for Raul. Damn. Yeah, we had to make a cut. Hey, yo, call me crazy, but Raul could come in and make some good like, hey, yo, point guard plays. Hey, yo, no lie. Ra- Ra- Raul was. He was nice. He nice can, game he played. He can make some point guard plays. I'm not saying he's yeah. stopping anybody on defense, he but he can he can make plays. He was playing. And he'll right. make a wide open three. Oh yeah, Jimmy Butler is no, killing no, it. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. What? What what? what? Said Jimmy Butler. Who? So, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow, these are all guys yeah. who've been on the team in like the what the past like Six years, yeah. Dang. Wow. We would have had a squad. Dang. Dang, yo. We would have been running the East right wow. now. And now for our first 48 same whatever happened to Hollis Thompson? Wow. Oh, man. I, yo, don't come with my cousin like that, bro. <laughs> nah, that's not my listen, cousin. Listen, listen. Hollis Thompson was my boy. I dropped I dropped 52 on a one, once a 2K. <laughs> yeah, he can shoot, though, for real. For real. Yeah. Thought that's all I was having him do. <laughs> he can shoot. I'm really hurt right now. We we chose Brett Brown over all these players. That don't, that don't bother y'all? Oh, it bothers me. The sad thing is... Everything that these players who are gone is what we would need right now. See, TLC's hitting threes. Markel oh, Fultz yeah, is oh, making yeah. plays as a point guard. TJ McConnell. See, what you're witnessing oh, is what Brett Brown's supposed to do. Player development. Anybody? Player right. development. That was his job title you know? with the Spurs, right? Unbelievable. There's no way he helped develop Kawhi Leonard. As soon as they leave Philly, guess what they do? Develop. develop. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's no way that man helped develop Kawhi Leonard. I don't believe in that. Not at all. He might have helped develop George Hill because George Hill not good no more. Oof. But not Kawhi Leonard. Hey, you, you mean NBA Finals participant George Hill? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Redick, yeah, we know. Redick oh, always been good, though. Forgot about JJ. Yeah, he always been good. Mr. He, he Mr. wanted Pl- too much money, so I could, I could eat that one. Miss, Mr. Plas for the first time in his career. Yeah, I could, I could eat Man. that one. That's, but that's I mean, his fault. That's, that's his that's fault. His fault. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. You, Going back to that JJ Redick podcast. James Ennis, too. But yeah. James Ennis was wetting it up today. Yeah. He, yo, I was. <laughs> bro, I don't, I don't know if I'm watching another Sixers game. Then we trade him for a pick or something. Like that? We yeah, like, yeah, we trade him for a second round pick to Orlando at the yeah, trade deadline, yeah. right? But, and honestly, I, I get why they did that. They wanted to give Matisse more burn. I, I, I can respect that. But they don't even give Matisse burn. Okay, here's my thing. If we had any other coach other than Brett Brown, I respect that decision. <laughs> bro, yeah, I agree. Yo, I, I now I'm frustrated. I'm really frustrated. It's and these guys are in the playoffs. These are all, like, a lot of dudes are really in the playoffs that we're naming that could really be vital to this Sixers team the right now. The funny thing is is that with, with all the garbage can selection that Sam Hinkie's doing, if you combine all of that, that's a great bench. Yo, that's a that solid. That we missed out. Oh, yeah. It's a solid bench. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the new bench mob. Oh, Yo, yeah. that would be wilding right now. You, you could go 11, 12 deep with that. You can't. I mean, because of because of like time. Right, but, but we got Zion but yeah, Smith. You, you would have the best bench in the league. Oh, by the, <laughs> oh, the, the deeper you go, the better you get thought. That that's just the life of being a Sixer fan. I'm <laughs> yo. I'm like I'm like caught in the vortex. I really don't know if I can watch another game. It's depressing, especially if former I mean, we Sixers were, I mean, keep we, playing well. I mean, we can go even like further like back then. We could talk about you know the, the Eddie Jordan days. Oh man, oh my gosh, I forgot he was the coach. Oh, was that when we had Spencer Halls? Uh, that was Iverson's last year, and then right after that, that was the following year, we drafted Evan Turner over DeMarcus Cousins, Yo, Derek Favors, talking- and, Paul, and Paul George. Oh, my God. I was talking to my homies about this last night. We really did that. We, yeah. really, we really picked up. And the only reason why we didn't get DeMarcus Cousins because Doug Collins didn't want to coach him because he was a head case. Oh, my gosh. Yo, can you imagine Drew Holiday, Lou Williams, Andre Godala, and DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins? Cousins? Wow. Nobody was guarding DeMarcus Cousins in the East. Nobody. Nope. nope. We wouldn't have probably had him beat. I mean, I would have been fine with that because DeMarcus Cousins was the best center in the league before he got hurt. Yeah. I'd be and, absolutely fine with that. And we wouldn't have had the trade for Andrew Bynum. Oh my God! It, it gets who got, worse. Who got hurt? Man, I don't even want to talk about this no more, yo. I can't. I can't wait. It's to, on, we got. We got a few minutes. Yo, left. next week we gotta talk Eagles because this right here is the. Dep- I almost cursed by the way. This right here is depressing. Like I, I can't do it. Like I'm. I'm disgusted. I am depressed. Yeah, it, honestly, at this point, we're not going to be getting. We're just going to double up on our NFL talk next week. Right, we got here, to. Here's be, the question. We got who to. Who will be the coach? Who will be our coach if Brown is gone? All right. What Larry Brown doing? Mine is Call uh, anybody. Mine's Mark Jackson. Commentator. One would hope. I, yeah, I, hope. I'll, I'll I would take. take I would take Mark Jackson. Doris Burke. Oh, oh come wow. on, man. <laughs> come hey, on. Look, I'll I mean, sure. I'll take any. Yo, I will take anybody, bro. Any able body. You know what, Steve Clifford? What you doing? Yo, anybody but Brett Brown. As long as you're not a Van Gundy, I don't want a Van Gundy. Why not? Van Gundy had the White Howard looking like the man. He did. He did, but yeah, he, and, and he did have shooters around him. Yeah, he but that would mean that Ben Simmons is not there. Nah, nah, yeah. Ben Simmons gonna have to shoot, bro. Yeah. He ain't, he don't have no choice. He's gonna have he's gonna. Have Real, to no, shoot. but all jokes aside, I want Lionel Hollins. I want somebody. I if, like Lionel Hollins. Yeah, Those are my top my, two choices. Here's my thing: like, if you're gonna do a bully ball system, then get the guy the, who personified bully ball in the 2010s. That and you know what? That makes sense. Like, I don't understand why like 
we like you, you you look at your offense you look at your roster and you see what coaches have excelled coaching these type of players but nah that don't work Lionel Hollins and Mark Jackson are my top two choices I would like that Lionel Hollins is on the top of my list I, I would like Tyron Lue Be- Becky Hammond no nah, no he, he's no, gonna, more Spurs, he's no more Spurs go. assistance sorry no more Spurs nah. assistance and he's going like the Pelicans or something like that I see Tyron Lue going there he's not he's not coming there Nah, nah I, see Kenny, I also I don't see, know. I can see Kenny Atkinson going to Chicago. Maybe that too. Maybe that. But yeah. yo, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, I'll take Kenny Atkinson too. I don't know how good Ty Lue is because he had LeBron James and he became an assistant coach. So I really don't know how good of a coach is. My thing is, is that Tyron Lue is, for my be like Steve Kerr. He's been around the right basketball minds his, his entire yeah, he's career. An NBA so champion. I think. So I think. Yeah, he's been. An NBA he's been champion. around. Yeah. yeah, he's been around for yeah. well over twenty yeah. years. I would take he, Ty Lue. He's been around Kobe. He's been around Shaq. He's been around Phil Jackson. Been around LeBron. Ba- basically, we're saying whatever name is not Brett Brown, he, you, you are welcome. I'll take. If you have coaching experience, <laughs> you, you have are. a pulse, bro. What, we'll take you. What Avery you Johnson welcome. doing? I know he in college. <laughs> the only coach I will not take is Scott Brooks. Mm, yeah, I don't, isn't I don't he on? Know. He's he on Washington. Fibs with the one thousand chance. Th- uh, th- Jay Wright belongs nah, in Villanova. Fibs just went to uh, yeah, New York. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Fibs, Fibs is the at the Knicks. Yeah. And that means- Jay Wright belongs in Villanova. Stop saying this man's name. Yeah, <laughs> Jay Wright not leaving. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fibs is in New York, which means RJ Barrett's gonna run forty five minutes a game and get run for the All Star break. Yo, when when he when they first said uh, Tibbs was going to New York, they said, "Yo, we praying for RJ Barrett knees right now." <laughs> yup. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. So <laughs> I think Jeez. that's a, I think that's a way to start uh, to close out the Short show once again. Okay. I want to thank everybody tuning in on WJYA 98.5 Uptown Philly Radio on Uptown Radio Philly dot org and on YouTube Live for Chris Thomas. Oh, Mark Thompson. Thanks to Washington. This has been the Running Back Podcast. We'll see you next time.